welcome to the Holistic Path Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla McDowell, a certified holistic health coach focused on helping you access education, transformation, and healing. We're taking a deep dive into the world of wellness, from mindfulness and meditation to nutrition and fitness. My goal is to help you discover how a holistic approach can bring balance and happiness to every aspect of your life. Now, let's walk this path together. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the show. This week, I have a super special guest. She is on the other side of the world, joining us all the way from Thailand. I have Sydney Garcy with us today. Hi. Hey, friend. <laughs> I am so pumped that we're finally doing this. I have, I've actually had so many people that know you or they just follow you on social media and they're like you should have you should have Sydney on I feel like you guys would have like a really good talk about just like travels and different experiences you're in another country and nutrition and everything and so there's so many people that are going to be so pumped when I post that we did this oh well that's sweet and and now that I think about like why haven't we just hopped on the phone and talked about these things anyways I know (laughs) I know Life, man. Life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So before we really get into everything, I always like to do like a little icebreaker, even though I really feel like we don't need to do an icebreaker. Um, (laughs) But if you could just share one thing that most people might not know about you. Oh, man. You know, when you start to think about this question, I'm like, my life isn't very exciting. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say that's false. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, even here for six months, it's going to become a little bit normal, I suppose. But <laughs> I would say maybe one thing people wouldn't know is my dream, aside from when I was, you know, a kid and my my dream was to be an ice cream truck driver because, you know, endless ice cream supply. What? I, <laughs> yeah. Maybe still a slight dream, but huh. no, my my dream, my goal was to be a professional basketball player in high school, middle school, high school. I was like, this is what I'm doing. I love basketball. Uh, but then I got to college actually dual enrollment at Cumberland university, Mm -hmm. uh, in Tennessee. And I saw these girls and their entire lives revolved around basketball. And I was like, I, I don't want this. I want, I want to have kids. I want to be a mom. I want to be a wife. Like I don't Mm -hmm. want my life to revolve around basketball. Um, so yeah, didn't go that route. (laughs) What was it about basketball that you just were so in love with? Man, that's a, that's a good question. I, my dad really instilled that love in us. Uh, you know, my brother, Danny, he also just loved basketball from a young age. We would stay up until it was the only thing my dad would let me stay up really late for was watching Lakers games. So watching Kobe play, watching Shaq play. Yeah. It was so fun. And that kind of sparked the interest. And then I got started and never stopped after, but after middle school, I played all through uh, middle school and high school. And I love to be competitive. I love to be athletic. I love to, to be around people who also want to grow and do hard things. And um, I think that was a a big pull for me. It was just fun. fun. I love, I love to move my body. I love to be competitive with others. Um, 
and it was just fun. Well, basketball is a great sport to do that for sure. It is. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. The high school school musical, you know. Oh, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Dribbling a little bit, going to share basket and then just like everything stops. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) What our dreams are made of. (laughs) Maybe that was why I was into it, actually. You know, those were my high school musical days early on. So it could have been Troy. Exactly. There was some influence there for sure. All right. Well, let's get into the conversation. We are, if you don't follow Sydney on socials or know who she is, um, like you were saying, like you're very active. You're, it's very important to you and your family, you know, that you take really good care of yourselves. You do put your health comes first. Um, and a lot of things that you guys do. Um, but I think the coolest thing most recently that you have been sharing on social media is how you interact with your girls in the kitchen and how you teach them just to take care of themselves um, and nourish themselves. So we're really going to be talking a lot about that today, but um, just tell, tell everyone who you are and I guess um, how you guys got to Thailand um, and what, what this experience has been like for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Man, where do I begin? (laughs) So Chase and I, I guess I can start there when we met. Um, I was working at Starbucks at Opry Mills Mall, actually, Mm -hmm. there in Tennessee. And I had been there for a couple months. um, And I won't go into the whole story of how we met. Basically, he was at the mall. Um, He had come in from Thailand to look at a school there in town to do audio engineering. And he came from Thailand with his dad. They were walking around the mall. He came to do an interview at Starbucks. I saw him. I was like, that guy's good looking. Literally prayed that he would get the job just because he was good looking. Had no idea who he was. (laughs) He got the job. Uh, And so we worked together for a while. We became best friends um, for a couple months, started dating, got married within like a year, a couple months. What? Uh, I I didn't know it was that fast. That's incredible. That was fast. <laughs> and you know, you know, hey, and it's worked out beautifully. You know, we've grown up together. I was 18 when we met, so I was pretty young. And he honestly, he had gotten into fitness a few years prior to that, um, into lifting. He'd grown up skinny. I mean, he was just like, I mean, you can't, you can't even imagine, you know, my no, husband. No, I <laughs> But he was just a skinny guy. Um, but he was like, you know, I'm going to build some muscles. He, he started lifting in Thailand. Um, I think when he was about 17, 16. Um, and so when we met, I had grown up playing basketball, volleyball, doing lots of running, conditioning, but had never really lifted weights. That was somewhat new to me and nobody had ever taught me how to do it. Um, so he really got me into weightlifting and I completely fell in love with it. I was like, oh, this is how you change your body. Like this is how, this is really how you get muscle. You know, all these things that I had been trying to do for years. So um, we met, got married. Within After we got married, this is back in 2014, a couple months later, we moved to Texas, um, had our first daughter, Arrow. And then from there, a few years later, four years later, we moved back to Tennessee to be close to family. Um, And for Chase, actually, he had been doing audio engineering for those years, but we just felt like there needed to be some type of shift. He was like, I'm not enjoying this. I don't see a future in this. 
So we sat down and we were like, okay, what are your strengths? What do you enjoy doing? And he was like, problem solving. I love to solve problems. I love to build things. I was like, how about software development? Like, why don't we just look into it? So fast forward. um, And during that time, we actually lived with my parents Mm -hmm. in Tennessee for a little while just to keep costs low because he was in school full time. And I had the girls and I was also working full time remotely for the, the, the tech company that I had been working for. Uh, in Texas. So, um, yeah, so we lived there for a while. He got his degree, started a great job. And then we had our second daughter, um, MJ, who's a firecracker. (laughs) She's so fun. Both and MJ are both so fun, but MJ just has this personality about her. It's like, spicy Spicy is the word. Yeah. It must be the Puerto Rican. (laughs) Somehow it works gift over me all the Puerto Rican jeans <laughs> went to my kids but good luck <laughs> um so yeah and then we decided to move to 10 and that was the end of 2023 uh, uh sorry 2022 that was last year and so we've been here since the end of September oh my gosh yeah so um obviously I know this story but for those listening, how did Chase, so he lived in Thailand most of his life because his family, his parents are missionaries, correct? Yep. Yes. Since he was about seven years old, eight okay. years old, they grew up in Thailand. So he's fluent in the language. This is home. This is home yeah. to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how has that been? What's that been like? I mean, you know, too, when you get integrated into another family mm-hmm. and you realize other families are so different than yours in amazing ways and ways that are like, oh, why do you do things this way? Yeah. And truthfully, it's been incredible. He has the most amazing family and I'm, I'm so thankful. We've got some Thai people on that side too. They have two Thai adopted sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we've, uh, there's how many Korean kids? four, five, six, six now, I think six grandkids. So it's just fun. And and, uh, you know this, but his parents had another round of kids. So Chase's sister is um, six years old. Okay. So his aunt is younger than her, which is Uh, so wild. That's wild to think about. (laughs) It's fun. (laughs) They actually, I don't know if you know this, but they actually live in our neighborhood. No, I didn't know that they live that close to you guys. They do. Yeah. So we are, uh, it's so That's fun. So ride bikes to see each other and yeah. it's just a blast. So. That's really, that's really special that you guys are getting to experience all this and, and Chase is getting to have a lot of time with his family and the girls are getting to, you know, see their family and everything. That's really, yeah. really amazing. Okay. So in the past, um, you've done some, some macro coaching. Um, mm-hmm. Is that kind of where you started your coaching journey? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So back, back in, this was uh, after I had arrow mm-hmm. chase had gotten into CrossFit. This is kind of where it all started. The, mm-hmm. the, the bad word, the C word CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> so he got into CrossFit and I was like, you yeah. I want to, I want to remain athletic and I, I don't want to lose that. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to try it too. Mm-hmm. So I got into it after I had era, we would bring her to the gym with us and it was so fun. It was really, really fun. Got to be competitive and 
just love to kill ourselves in workouts. Like if, if you didn't, if you weren't dying at the end of a workout, you didn't work out. You didn't do it correctly. <laughs> right. And so that that's kind of when I got into the world of macro counting, because okay. this is back in 2016. Um, that's big in the CrossFit community. Yes. And I fell in love with it. I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. And it helped me understand there's, there's so many good things about it. It helped me understand how much protein I needed to be eating. Um, just how much food in general portion sizes. I was under eating quite a bit at that point. I didn't even realize it. Most women do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So learning to count macros changed my life. Um, and you know, you get to the point where when you count for long enough, Mm -hmm. you can stop counting and you understand, okay, these are my portion sizes and I don't have to count because that's the worst. Nobody wants to weigh their food and count everything they're doing and live yeah. on my fitness pal. <laughs> so at the end of the day, and with my clients too, it's at the end of the day, you have to understand your body, what works best for you, how much food you need to be eating um, compared to the activity level that you're at. Right. Um, and just understanding portions. And, and that's where the nutrition piece comes in for me is the basics, the very basics of nutrition mm-hmm. are many people see the basics and they kind of skip over them because they're boring and wow. move on to the more exciting things. And I'm probably getting ahead of us here, but Go for it. Know, I, had, I had clients that would be coming off of keto or the Mediterranean diet or all these other diets. And those aren't bad ways of eating, right? but it's usually, Hey, I did keto for 30 days, 60 days, and it worked but I'm not on it anymore. And I was like, wait, why are we doing something for a short period of time? And then trying to go to something else. Like, why don't we just find something that's sustainable? Like a lifestyle, you know? Yes. And, and I had found that. And I, I guess I didn't realize, well, I started to realize that once I started to kind of follow certain people on Instagram and see how much conflicting information there was out there. Like, oh, this is why people jump onto all these different diets. You know, they don't know what to do. So whatever looks good, um, they're just gonna go for it, whether it's keto, low carb, whatever it is. What's the other one? Carnivore, you know. I mean, there's so <laughs> there's so many. Yeah, there's the carnivore. I mean, like you said earlier, the Mediterranean. There's just yes. it just needs to be a lifestyle. I feel I feel like too when you when you change up the language that you're using around like whatever diet you're saying that you're on, you know, if you, if you say, you know, I'm on, I need to start this diet or, oh, I'm on this diet. I can't do that. That's really restricting to your body and to your mind. And, you know, if you just change that language to, this is just how I live my life. This is my lifestyle. This is important to me whether yeah. you know, we agree with it or not, if you, yes. if you live, like if your lifestyle is to be keto for the rest of your life, I'm probably going to question you, um, and drop some facts, <laughs> but as long as it's I might alive, be a little jealous of all the bacon you get to eat, but still, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but if you change that language and yeah, I'm just, this is just what I eat and how I eat. Um, you're not like, you don't feel like you're depriving yourself of anything. You don't feel like you're missing out on something. Um, And that's from, you know, thinking back, my mom 
and her mom and so many people I know from that generation, it was normal to diet hop. It's normal Absolutely. to go from Atkins diet to this other juice diet to this, yeah. you know, that's normal. And yep. what I've, what I've experienced through all of this, I, I realized I was like, okay, I have found a way of eating to where I feel confident mm-hmm. that if I have a month where I just overeat and indulge and I've gained a little weight, I know exactly what I need to do to get back to feeling healthy and back to feeling myself looking my best. I know exactly what to do because I've done it for years. I understand it. And so seeing people hopping from diet to diet and even people seeing incredible results with these diets, I was like, okay, I want to get down to the science of this because there's everything in our body like it's all science and you can't argue with science nope so that's where I was like okay I need to do I want to get certified I want to like really really study this stuff and that just opened my mind to so much it was like our body like every little thing it's food like food goes in and it goes to where it needs to go our bodies are incredible it does what it needs to do um and it's actually pretty simple. It's not as, as, as complicated as people make it, it to be have to be hard. <laughs> oh, it's all about. And my thing is nailing the basics, like just nail the basics, eat enough, eat the right foods, mm-hmm. um, get enough sleep, drink enough water. It's not difficult, but it it is, it is difficult because of social media because of all the differing language that's just getting thrown at us literally yes. every second, you know, it's exhausting. The minute you think you have it figured out, somebody else posts something else and you're like, Oh wait, they look good, but they're a carnivore. Hold on a minute. Doing something <laughs> different. Yeah, exactly. Yes, vegetarian, whatever it is like eat yeah. vegetarian, if you want to eat vegetarian. Absolutely. If you can sustain that and you enjoy it, do it. Right. But I just, I just saw this. It's just stressful. It's so stressful and it's overwhelming in my client. I could feel it. And when you can dumb things down to be like, Hey, it's actually, it's actually so simple. And they saw results from that. It was that to me, I literally, I could get goosebumps thinking about it because it changes lives. It does. It really does. Yeah. And so through that, I was like, okay, I'm right now I'm working with women you know, to help them understand what they need to do with their bodies. These ladies are in their late twenties to forties. Okay. It's like, okay, this is an issue that I'm seeing is they just don't know. They don't know where to start. They don't know what their body needs. And it's not their fault. It's just what they've consumed, what they've been taught. I had the same issues early on and, and I still have to fight those, those questions in my mind all the time. I mean, like you said, it's just, we're just surrounded by so many, so yes. much different language around this topic. Yes. Yeah. And so my goal with what I'm trying to do is I looked at that and I was like, okay, I love to help women. I absolutely love it because to see their confidence and the freedom that's found in knowing what to do is incredible. Um, it opens your life up to not have to be worrying about your body all the time, you know? As women, we know how that is. <laughs> we think about it day yes. in, day out. It's exhausting. Constant. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? 
understanding now the science of nutrition, how food works when it goes into our bodies, Mm -hmm. uh, energy levels, fitness, how all of that comes together. Why, why are we just now learning that in our Mm thirties? Why are we just now learning that? And And I have two little girls. I have two little girls that are going to be bombarded with this information as they grow up. And it's like, okay, we can nail the basics now. We can. We can nail it. And they can see us nail it as their parents, as their aunts, as their grandparents, whoever. And the impact that has not only on them, but the world. It's it's huge. I know that's like a big, but chronic disease, uh, heart disease. Yeah. It's just. Don't even get me started. (laughs) This is why we haven't talked because, you know. Hours later. Yeah. And I love what you're doing because you are on a whole nother spectrum that I don't even understand yet. And I want to learn mm-hmm. like so much about the natural side of things. And like, I am still learning about all of that. I'm still kind of down here on just the basics of nutrition, yeah. but it is so intriguing to me, just the small things you can do to create habits that, that create health forever, you know? So yeah, small, really, and truthfully, a bunch of small steps over a long period of time. That truly is what makes, makes changing your lifestyle from just, for instance, like the average American lifestyle. Mm -hmm. If you just little by little take those small steps, whether it be like your nutrition or your toxic load or whatever, whatever it is that, that truly is what what makes it life-changing because I feel like a lot of people when they, whether it be with nutrition or like their toxic load, or they're wanting to switch to like a more um, natural way of like healing themselves. I feel like if you go all in head first, no matter what it is, you're going to be like exhausted and overwhelmed. And that's when so many people give up and just say, it's not worth it. Yes. Absolutely. And that's where, and I think you, you've said this as well to like, when you're getting started, first of all, doing it the way that works, like what you're saying one step at a time, it's boring. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You don't, you might not even feel like you're doing anything productive. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And that's why people stop. That's why it's like, why even get started? I'm just going to go do keto because it's, you know, 75, is it 75? 75 hard. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Which that, and if you have the the discipline to do that, I really think that's an incredible way to work, work up to that. But mm-hmm. um, just in general, it's boring to start small. Yes, it is. And that's why most people don't do it. Um, well, we live in this age where we need instant gratification. Mm-hmm. We are constantly yeah. surrounded by things that can give us instant gratification. And so oh, yeah. Amazon. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. I can get it today. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We actually don't have Amazon here in Thailand. No way. Actually, I guess I'm not, I don't know. I guess I, actually, I am a little surprised by that. Is it anywhere in Thailand? You can get some things here, but it's very expensive to ship. So we have our own version of Amazon. It's called Lazada. Yes. Okay. Little, Little side note there. You can get just about anything on Lazada, you know, you can get 
a lamp for $2. You can get a hair dryer for $1.50. <laughs> it might I, only last you a few months, but. was <laughs> bananas to me, the, the exchange rate and how it is. America yeah. Versus Thailand. Yeah. But yeah, sorry, I got a sidetrack. No, there. it is the little things add up. And I just think if we can get our young people mm-hmm. on board and get our young people to understand what it feels like to understand how your body works and to be in control of their bodies, mm-hmm. I think I can change the world. I really do. Absolutely. Well, by doing, okay. Let's just talk about nutrition for a second. We'll, we'll just reference nutrition. So if we can get all, all the young, the young generation, all the littles to respect their bodies, um, in, in terms of what they, what they put in their bodies, because, um, like your body, like your body is so special. Like you said at the beginning, like our bodies truly are just like incredibly made. And if we nourish them the right way, then chances are you don't, you're not really going to have anything to worry about (laughs) throughout your life. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you're not just, if you're not putting like a bunch of processed crap, you know, in your body, um, much of inflammatory stuff in your body, chances are you're setting yourself up for excess for success later in life, you know? Um, Yeah. So like you said, if, if we can just get that younger generation to do it. Yeah. That's just, that's where my mind goes. I'm like, man, if that younger generation really just like, if the parents and the grandparents teaching this younger generation, if they can really just get their heads to like grasp this and really set just beautiful examples for them, we'll be in a completely different place when they have grandkids. Yeah. You know, that's yes. powerful to think about. It is. And lives will be so different for those when they, when they do get older, you know, our 40, 50 year olds right now that are dealing with chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a, a crazy statistic I saw the other day. It was something about teenagers and how it was like 38% of teenagers already have a chronic illness mm-hmm. already, you know, going into adulthood. Mm-hmm. It's just so, so sad to me, but there is something we can do, but it it's hard. It's not easy. It's not, you know, me with my kids, I, I want to nerd out with my seven-year-old and be like, Hey, did you know that, uh, the different macronutrients have different enzymes that break them down? You know, I just like want to nerd out with her. And then her eyes glaze over. I'm like, Oh yeah. Um, Wait a minute. <laughs> You know, and one of, one of our big things is not labeling food, like kind of like what you said before, not labeling foods as good and bad. Yeah. We eat ice cream and we love ice cream mm-hmm. in moderation. Absolutely. Um, you know, making sure one of the biggest things and what I focused on, as you've probably seen, is helping kids just to be comfortable in the kitchen because mm-hmm. th- that's where I see the most issues with people is they just don't know how to cook. They don't know how to meal prep. They don't know how to make eggs or chicken breast or some basic thing. Um, And so at a young age, if we can give them confidence in the kitchen, I really think that's a game changer. If we can help them fall in love with taking these foods from the 
the produce stand or the market and creating something amazing with those and the fulfillment, you know, that you, you make these amazing recipes just, and the, the fulfillment that's found yes, in it. It's like, feels so good. I took things from the earth and I made something amazing, yeah. Yeah, you know, put it on. You know, it's nourishing you. If it comes from the earth, you know, that it is in some, some way it is nourishing some part of your body. Yeah. And it's, ba- it's basic, you know, you, that, that those vegetables that you just ate, they've got vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. They have carbs. Um, some have a little bit of protein and then you had some chicken breast and that has some fats, some proteins. And guess what? All of that is going into your body and getting used exactly. where it needs to be used. Yeah. So because your body isn't going to, your body isn't going to function properly and optimally if you don't have those. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to have a good mix. And, and that's another thing, you know, when you, when you start to label foods as good and bad, it gets confusing and it gets, I feel like it makes kids and adults too anxious. It yeah. makes you hesitant. Like, well, what should I eat? Uh, oh, mac and cheese. Nope. That's processed. That's bad. Right. I can't. Eat that. And it's like, you know what? Every once in a while, if you eat some mac and cheese, you're going to be okay. If you feed your kid mac and cheese a couple times a week, along with some protein and some vegetables, as long as you're pairing that with some other good foods, you're doing awesome. Like there's so much guilt. There's so much guilt <laughs> in parenting yeah. and teaching kids to eat. And it's like, you know what? I posted this the other day. It's like that oatmeal, that bowl of oatmeal and that piece of toast where it's like, you just ate carbs for breakfast and that's it. Like, Oh, hold on a second. Actually that, that bowl of pro that bowl of oatmeal has eight to 10 grams of protein. And that toast had, you know, three to four grams of protein. You're doing great mom. You know, you're fine. Well, you know, and I'm, I'm all about to just, and I think most people should live this way. It's just the 80, 20 rule, you know? Live 80% of your life just doing whatever you think is best for your body. And then if you want to like go off on that 20%, just balls to the wall, do it. You're going to be just fine. Our bodies are literally made to like heal themselves. So if we do something or if we put something like what we would consider like destructive, I don't know if that's even the right term to use, but to our bodies, they're going to bounce back like incredibly. And we aren't even, we aren't even going to notice, you know? Yes. And that's the power. yes, exactly. And that's the power. Also your body will bounce back, but oftentimes it's the mental side yes. of that people cannot bounce back from. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if we're empowered with the knowledge of what happens to our food, when it goes through our bodies, what happened to that access, the excess food, right. how do I need, do I need to restrict tomorrow? Do I need to only eat a salad tomorrow? Because I had a, cheeseburger and pizza and ice cream yesterday. No, you know, you just get back on track. And that is exactly so freeing. It's the most freeing thing ever, especially for women. It's just, it's so important. It really is. I agree. But, and it's funny. We, uh, destructive would be the way to describe Chase. So my husband <laughs> on Fridays, Fridays are like our day. It, yes. It's not a day, but it is a day where we, you know, this, we always have cookies. I make these. You massive still make chocolate. those cookies? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I just want you to know that the group 
you know, the core group that we have, we still talk about how much we miss your cookies. Oh man. Somebody's going to have to pick it up. Somebody's going to have to do it. Cameron was like, I want to go to Thailand. Just like, I want to see Chase and Sydney and the girls, but I really want Sydney's cookies. (laughs) Hilarious. Well, you know, it's, this is a whole nother conversation, but learning how to grocery shop here. I, I, I failed the cookies the first few times because the ingredients are they're different here. Butter's a little bit different if you don't get the right butter. Brown sugar isn't really real brown sugar. So there's a lot of things that wow, are different. Okay. But Chase would eat, you know, he would eat like four or five of these massive cookies massive. and an entire pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. 20%. Where does it go? That's the whole 20% right there. <laughs> 20%. And the thing is, because we understand our bodies and here, like the years of macro counting, yeah, we, we would just be careful with the rest of the day. It was like, okay, for breakfast, instead of a tortilla with my eggs, I'm just going to have eggs and maybe a side of some veggies um, oh. for lunch, have some chicken breast and sweet potato, keep it simple. And then at the end of the day, it's like, okay, yeah, I probably went over on how many calories I need to eat, but it's okay. Yeah, Back at absolutely. it. Right. Perfectly fine. <laughs> Absolutely. But it's hard. It's hard. Four of those massive cookies and a whole pint. I feel like I knew this, but just thinking about it now, I'm like, yeah, where the heck does it go? (laughs) Uh, You know, um, in Thailand, we actually cannot get, oh, there is Ben and Jerry's, but it's already expensive in the States. It's yeah. imported here. It's $8.50 for a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Oh my goodness. But we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you get another type of ice cream? You know, we haven't done as much ice cream recently. Okay. In Thailand, it's hard to find ice cream. It's not, Thai people don't eat ice cream for the most part, unless it's like a coconut based sure. ice cream. But yeah, we're really into like the canon, like the um, pastries, anything mm-hmm. cream filled, roti. You probably know what roti Ooh, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sweet and condensed milk, anything with lots of sugar. Thailand eats a lot of sugar. It's At least it's probably like real sugar, right? Oh yeah, it's always it's it's always going to be cane sugar. Yeah, and a lot of it. <laughs> it's not like you know fake or something like that. Yeah, no, that you can't even really find that stuff here. Yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. It's so different that that is something that's been an adjustment is the food. It, mm. There are a lot of things that are a lot healthier, um, a lot more fresh foods, but there are things you have to look out for. There's a lot, uh, a lot of oil, not the good oils used. Um, MSG, you have to look out for MSG. You can ask for things not with MSG when you go to the market. Okay. Um, sugars, oils, uh, fatty cuts of meat um, things like that. So I'm, I've learned so much here how to eat and and you can't get, um, the fun health foods here either. You know, you can't find quest bars here. You can't find there. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a protein bar actually. Um, okay. Yeah. Outside of a cricket protein bar. And I haven't tried that yet. I say, have you ventured down that path yet? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Something about it just bugs me. Mm, no pun intended there (laughs) that's just elizabeth Elizabeth did say that your dad jokes have gotten pretty intense lately (laughs) 
I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or not. Between being homeschooled and that, people might just tune out at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hear, I guess from Elizabeth and Danny both that, uh, I guess dad jokes just kind of running y'all's family because Danny's really good at them too. They do. They do. And <laughs> of all the things that we want that humor though, you got it. It's funny. I once talking about integrating into other families and I feel like Cameron's family, they have pretty strong personalities too, but mm-hmm. my family, uh, Chase's family, they're pretty strong personalities and very competitive. Mm-hmm. And so like we played games growing up, but it wasn't yeah. very intense. His family is so competitive him and his brothers like I any game I go into a game I'm like oh yeah I've I've got this game I love Dutch Blitz I'm super fast oh no you're not good at anything when you get into the Garcia family so the dad jokes are all I have (laughs) so I have an offer they better not take it away from you they better not get that competitive no yeah just roll their eyes but it's okay I arrow thinks I'm hilarious that's all that matters exactly (laughs) I think, hey, dad jokes are incredible in my book. So keep them, keep them rolling. No, oh, thanks. Um, you know, I feel like cricket protein has kind of started to gain some traction here in the States. Yes, it's, it's actually very interesting. I would love, have you done any research into it? No, I don't really want to. <laughs> it's cheap. It's, it's a very affordable way. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just go out in your backyard and catch crickets and dry them and blend them up. (laughs) They're at every, like if you go to any market here, there's stands with, you know, eight different types of bugs that you can eat. And it's just, it's so cheap people here. It's, I mean, how much do they make a day? Not very much. Um, wages are pretty low. Um, but that's, that's what they can afford. Meat's expensive. And so they eat some of the lower quality proteins on a daily basis. Um, and I, I guess that's, that's one that is a, almost a delicacy, actually, some of them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I imagine, I imagine, I'm trying to imagine what it would taste like. Um, like if it was like crispy, I'm kind of like imagining like a pork rind, like a crunch to it and no flavor. Maybe a little wiggle and then it's over. <laughs> Have you tried any of the the insects at the market or anything? No, I have not had, not had insects. The most adventurous I've been accidentally because Chase tricked me was, um, what is it? They love it here. It's, it's basically blood. It's congealed blood. Yeah. It makes me nauseous. Just thinking like a cow or a pig or something. Yeah. It's not good, but it's a thing here. They really enjoy it. So, well, I guess you got to get your iron in somehow if you're not eating meat. I know. (laughs) Somehow, somehow. Oh my goodness. You started this Instagram page, um, raising little chefs, right? That's what it's called. You know, you're just empowering and teaching your girls to like take care of themselves and nourish themselves. And that's been really cool to see, um, like arrow making your recipe and, just really taking charge in the kitchen. It's, it's so awesome to see. Um, but what have you, is there any like feedback or, or anything that you've learned from like that experience specifically since creating that account? 
Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it it's it's even forced us to even get the kids even more involved. You know, we love to have them in the kitchen and helping with breakfast, but it's even been an eye opener to me of, oh, they can also help with this. Oh, they can also help with this. And it's given, it's given them so much confidence and, and autonomy in their health and in their, in their journey. And I think I, I, it's just so fun to watch, especially Arrow. She's seven, um, just turned seven in March mm-hmm. and she absolutely loves it and loves to be creative. One of, one of the most exciting things to her is actually planning the meals for the week, like having a say so in what we're going to make and thinking through, okay, I know that we need a protein. I know that we need to eat vegetables. Okay. How can we make all that into a meal? Right. But also she's like, Hey, let's have French toast for dinner. I'm like, heck yeah, let's have French toast Absolutely. for dinner. <laughs> so, and then they look forward to the meals during the week because they had a, they had a hand in not only preparing it, but also planning for it and shopping for it. Right. But it's not easy. That is one thing I've learned. It is not easy to have your kids in the kitchen and at the grocery store with you, like it can feel really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably been one of the biggest things I've learned is how do you balance having your alone time as a mom while also seeing the value in what you're teaching them and getting outside of your comfort zone and getting them involved. Absolutely. So it's so fun. It's worth it. It is. Yeah. I mean, they're learning life skills at such yeah. a young age. I feel like most children, um, I'm not gonna say all children because that's not true, but most children, they don't, they, they never learn how to do these things. You know, I was talking to someone the other day that they didn't learn how to, um, how to cook or how to even like do laundry until they were in college, until they were forced to do it on their own. I was like, man, that's kind of heartbreaking, especially, you know, for for working moms. Like we have, we are so blessed to have the life that we have that I get to be home with my kids and have this extra time to do that. You know, if I was working full time out of the house, it would make it so hard. Absolutely. It'd be a different story. Yeah. Yes. Single moms, working moms. I mean, it is, it's hard and it takes intentionality. That's, that's the big thing is it has to be intentional. It's not just going to happen. And you just do what you can. If it's once a week, your kid helping chop up the vegetables for soup. Like that is enough. That is, that's enough. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be perfect. I feel like because we do live in this um, instant gratification age and we are constantly connected to technology and like social media and our phones and everything. I feel all we get when we're on social media is highlight reels most of the time. And so I feel like whether, you know, whether you are a parent and you're trying to teach your children these things or you're doing something completely different. It doesn't have to be related to this, but if you're not doing it perfect, then it's not good enough, you know? And I feel like, um, we just humans in general just live with a lot of weight on their shoulders because we are so connected. We, we are not disconnected at all. It's so much pressure. And twice, I guess in the last couple of years, I've just completely gotten off because it, it got to be too much. Yeah. And, and I don't even just in general, I, I don't feel like I, I don't feel the need to compare myself to others, Mm -hmm. but I started to, I was like, oh my gosh, as a mom, I feel like I am, I'm just not doing anything right 
because these moms are posting on social media, everything they're doing every single day. So and I'm, yeah, I'm over here, like telling my kid to stop crying and get up because it's been a rough day. And <laughs> it's like, what am I doing? These other moms are making kinetic sand out of cornstarch. Yeah. Just who has time for that? <laughs> yeah. So this it's is the real world. <laughs> yes. But especially, and you know, as you know, this so well, especially in the, the holistic wellness space, mm-hmm. there is just so much pressure. you you see these videos all day long that have this amazing aesthetic mm-hmm. and your kitchen looks perfect. And they're getting veggies from the market and washing them. And they, you know, they have everything they need, all these special tools. And it's like, okay, oh, that's what I need. That's what I need to live this life. That's what I need to be healthy. Exactly. It's like, actually simple. It's actually it doesn't simple. have to be that beautiful and perfect. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. Not I at all. The beauty is in the mess somewhere. Absolutely. You know, and this there's a saying that I've been using when I'm talking to anyone lately who comes to me with questions or they just need like guidance on like finding the right path to move forward with whatever they're dealing with, um, or connections or what have you. And every single one of them has been just overwhelmed because like we were talking at the very beginning of this episode, there's just so much information out there. And I've been saying this lately, like, this is so cliche, but it's so true. Um, this, this whole journey, whatever journey you're on, all of the beauty, yes, it's in the mess, but it's just, it's in the journey. It's not, the beauty isn't going to be when you reach this destination, because chances are, it's just going to be an ongoing, never ending journey. And mm-hmm. we don't reach that destination until it's like our last days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that so it takes so much pressure off. Yeah, it really does. And I say that to people and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I hear that all the time, but I've had a couple people reach back out to me a couple months later after they've implemented whatever journey they're on. Um, and they're like, thank you so much for just putting that into perspective because we yeah. hear that and we read that on social media, but to have someone actually like get down on your level and say mm-hmm. that who has been through some of the things that they're going through. Yeah. And it's just like, just enjoy the journey. You know, it's, it's going to be messy, but it's so beautiful when you, when you take control of the journey. Yes. Yeah. And finding Chase and I have been talking about this a lot lately, finding the small wins, right. The small successes along the way, because oftentimes we think of success as these big things that have to happen, um, the chronic disease that's magically gone or, um, the, the weight that's lost where Mm -hmm. it's like, you know what, you just, you just drank four glasses of water before noon, like way to go. That's a huge, yes. Like the little successes along the way, I think are what make the journey feel like it's worth it and and make the journey feel like it's worthwhile because otherwise it can feel it can feel exhausting. You know, yeah. like currently for me, I, I have started to run again. I, I used to do okay. sprinting. I, I love to sprint, yeah. but I am not a long distance runner. I'm just, I don't enjoy it. But I was like, you know what? I want to challenge myself. I want to strengthen my heart. I want to be 
have more endurance, especially as I'm getting into my thirties and I want to be an athletic 50 year old. So I'm going (laughs) to, I want to challenge my body in ways that I haven't before. Mm -hmm. And I'm not the best runner. I'm not, I'm not a good long distance runner. Like I, I started and I was like, oh my gosh, this is really hard. And two miles, yeah, two miles should not feel this difficult, but I've been focused on weightlifting for so long that my endurance has, it's just not as, as much as it used to be. And I'm like, okay, that was really discouraging as being competitive too. It's like, no, I've, I'm going to kill myself just to try to get a good time in this mile to mile. But it's like, you know what? This is, it's beautiful out here. <laughs> it's a beautiful Absolutely. day. I'm, I'm running under palm trees. Like this is incredible. Yeah. Like I, I ran, I ran today. That's amazing. I, I sweat today and exactly just the small wins. There's so many things in my life. I'm like, okay, even now I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not very good at that. Actually thinking about the small wins instead of just focusing on that big success where it's like, when will I ever get there? Yeah. So exactly. I'm saying it's out loud and I'm like, oh yeah. I know you're sparking (laughs) some things in my mind too. And I'm like, dang, Sydney's Hey, when that happens, it's like parenting. You, you get onto your kid for something. Actually, this just uh-huh. happened. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, but I told Arrow, I was like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you having this response to this? And Chase looked at me. He was like, do you feel like you do that? <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> right. it happens <laughs> almost every day. Oh, yeah. Parenting will help you learn a lot about yourself. Uh, I hear it'll humble you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what do you feel like is some of both MJ and Arrow's favorite things that they have, I guess, learned just growing up their whole, their whole lives about nutrition? Is there something that they favor that they just like, they always want to do, or they always talk about, or they always want to like cook or something? Is there? That's a good question. I mean, Arrow is like, every second. Can I cook? Can I cook? She like, she wants to have friends over and make little cooking videos and we love to bake. She loves to be creative. Her favorite thing is for me to just give her the kitchen. Okay. And it hard, like (laughs) it's a bomb. I mean, it is a bomb. There's, oh yeah. There's flour everywhere. There's like broccoli and a chocolate cake. I mean, it never, (laughs) it's always very interesting. Yeah. I love it. Like I love her creativity and how her brain works and like, okay, I know for a cake, I need these ingredients. Let's add some broccoli. Heck, heck, why not? (laughs) I feel like it gives her so much confidence too. When you just say it's all yours. Yeah. And no matter what, like whether it's good or not, there's confidence in that. Um, So I've loved to see her do that. I've loved to watch because it's been a journey for me too, thinking about sugar and processed foods and learning how to talk about it with a child without mm-hmm. them feeling anxiety, without them feeling guilty for mm-hmm. eating things. Um, I would say all of us, uh, maybe not MJ yet. I don't think she understands it yet, but all of us have started to have a healthier relationship with food. Um, yeah. And not seeing things as bad or good, but creating memories with food. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. food. You know, and if you learn the basics, then you can have creativity and you can, you can eat the fun things. Absolutely. If there was 
one thing that one piece of advice that you would give to parents wanting to wanting to feel more comfortable with letting their kids in the kitchen and helping out one piece of advice, what would you give them? That's a great, that's a great question. I would probably say, keep it simple. Yeah. Um, keep your recipe simple, whatever you're making, just keep it as simple as possible. Not trying to get too elaborate so that you don't get overwhelmed because it can be really overwhelming, especially when there's a lot of dishes involved, mm -hmm. um, a lot of ingredients, a lot of spills that could possibly happen. It's going to happen. But at first, keeping things simple and honestly hyping things up. Chase and I were talking about this, about we recently took a, a road trip through uh -huh. Thailand and we did this hike and it was, it was a hard hike for me mm -hmm. and did the entire thing. Um, we hiked all the way to this cave and it was, um, it was very far. It took us, I guess, about an hour and a half and it was mainly up. And it was very, um, and she had a hard time. She was exhausted. She yeah. hadn't slept that night in the hotel and it was difficult. And we had talked all throughout and we started counting our steps. Like, okay, we're going to break this down into 25 steps. We're going to do this four times. Then we'll take a break at a hundred steps. And it was just, it was hard. Yeah. And they weren't prepared. She wasn't prepared for that mentally. It was, Hey, we're going to go see this amazing cave and we're going to have to take this hike to get there. Right. Um, and Chase in the car on the way home was like, I, I, I bet if as parents, we were better at hyping things up, creating excitement around things in life. So when it is really hard, you hyped it up so much that they're just so excited about it. And all the, the bad things just don't seem as heavy. Absolutely. And so I've started, I've started to think about that in nutrition and cooking as well. And it kind of gets you excited too, or yeah. it's like. Hey, let's make some pizza. Oh, it's going to be so fun. We're going to take the dough. We're going to stretch it. We're going to touch it. It's going to feel so awesome. You can put whatever you want on it. So just creating excitement around the experience so that when things do get hard and messy and things drop and, um, accidents are made, which there's a lot of, it doesn't feel as overwhelming for them or for you. Totally. So, Absolutely. There's so many things, so many things wow. I've learned along the way, but keeping it simple and um, yeah, it, it's such an incredible bonding experience with your kids. It's so if, beautiful. If you, yeah. It's just that initial step, taking that initial step to just do it. It's just hard, get out of your comfort zone. It doesn't have to be yeah. perfect and clean. Yes, exactly. It doesn't. And you know what? Both of my kids are no washing dishes and it's great. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I love when you post videos of MJ washing videos. Like I'm pretty sure you posted one the other day, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago where you just walk into the kitchen and she's just washing her own dishes after lunch. Yes. You didn't have to tell her to. It's hilarious. It's been actually the last three, four days since we've been home. She begs to wash dishes, even if there aren't any dishes. I'm like, what? sure. Yeah. And so she, I think, I mean, it's fun, right? They're a kid. Yeah. It's water. It's a brush. So the other day she's washing dishes and she was done. She was drying her hands off and she looked at me and she was like, mom, just thank you. Thank you for letting me wash dishes. I was like, don't ever forget this moment. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> this, this is, Welcome. I'm doing a, a screenshot of this in my brain right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? There's laundry. <laughs> How would you, you know that? that? <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's beautiful. It's worth it. It's not easy, but it's, our kids are worth it. Our kids, their grandkids, you know, this is not, it's not just about us and our kids, but generations. Yeah. They're going to change the world. Yeah. One way or another. (laughs) Somehow, but they will. (laughs) How can people connect with you if they do want to talk to you about these things or learn from you? Yeah. So my, my personal page is actually the Garcies, um, T-H-E-G-A-R-S-E-E-S. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of, a, it's my account, our family's account, our travels or Thailand. You can kind of follow us on there, but you can reach out to me directly. The other page, Raising Little Chefs, um, that's the name of it, Raising Little Chefs. I think there's an underscore maybe there at the end. Mm-hmm. That one, I'm, I'm in a transition currently with that page. Okay. Um, with our lifestyle, we love to travel, mm-hmm. uh, cooking and traveling. It's hard. And so I do still believe that that is one of the most important aspects of teaching our kids to take care of their bodies is teaching them what to do in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, but there's so many things around health and, um, moving your body and other things that I'm extremely passionate about that I want to start incorporating. So TBD, be okay. on the lookout for some new things coming, um, but you can still follow that page. And there's some, there's some fun things on there, some fun ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a fun page. I will say that whenever you guys would post a new video or a new recipe that Arrow was debuting, Cameron would always be like, babe, did you see what Arrow made today? (laughs) Like, wow, I feel like I'm being shown up by like the most precious seven-year-old ever, but dang. Well, I mean, I'll be honest. We we always loved y'all. So what was it? Friday, something you did on Fridays. Oh, you our, and our food Fridays where he would yes. taste test like a healthy recipe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's not just him. We're watching you guys too. <laughs> you know, I've had, I've had several people tell us that we need to bring that back. I'm like, okay, Absolutely. okay, maybe. So fun. <laughs> It's, it's, it was a lot of fun. time on your plate. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so pumped to get this episode out into everyone. Um, I know that I know that everyone's really going to enjoy it, um, especially the parents out there and you know people aspiring to be parents. I feel like um, there's a lot of a lot of just good knowledge and support was given on your show. So thank you. This is so it's always fun to sit down with people that have the same passion for nutrition and health and the simplicity of it. I I think it's just when you can just talk about the basics and help people just anxiety, bring anxiety levels down about health fitness. That's, that's so meaningful. It is. And it it pumps me up. I'm excited for what you're doing. I think what you're doing is incredible. And I'm learning so much through your podcast or what you're posting. Yes. Way to go. You're killing it. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's, it's been a really, it's been a really good season in life. I'm really enjoying it. I feel like it's just what I was meant to be doing all along. It just took me a while to get here, but that's okay. Uh, Oh, all of us. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. We're all just always all on a journey. That's right. Yes. Well, speaking of journeys, come see us in Thailand. Oh my gosh. I know. I told Cameron, I was like, we have like the most incredible excuse to go to Thailand. <laughs> we need to go before they move on. 
to wherever on. you to travel to. Who knows what's next? We have no idea, but yes, go to Thailand. It's incredible. All right, friends, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed Sydney and I's conversation. It truly felt like Sydney and I were just hanging out in the kitchen, just having a fun conversation face to face. And I really hope that that's how you felt that this conversation went as well. I hope you come back next week for another episode. And as always, thank you for walking this path with me.